Yo, 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 thank you for stepping into the coach's box once again. I'm your host, Coach JP3. We got a full house today, joined today by the real Coach K, Coach Murph, Coach Pace, Coach Natty T, and Coach J. And I might add the return of Coach Natty T, that is. Welcome back to the show, brother. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, it's been a while. You know, fatherhood is real, but it's been exciting all the way around, so... No complaints. That's what's up. That's what's up, man. But happy to have you back on the show. So we're going to jump right into it. Like I said, we have a full schedule, a lot of NFL, a lot of NBA, a lot of people tripping this week, which is a perfect segue to what we call the hot seat with Coach Pace. You got a full list this week. Who's on your list, Coach Pace? You know, the way it was going, you know, I could have had about seven to eight people in there. You know, a couple of organizations, but I'm gonna spare a couple of people because you know we gotta keep it, gotta keep it down on time. So I got about four people. Now there's a couple of obvious ones. You know, three of them are pretty obvious, but the fourth one, most of you probably didn't catch. I caught it because I was on Twitter, and you know, um, Darius Leonard, linebacker for the Colts, said something about it. So I caught a little. You know, I had to throw somebody else in there, but. We're going to talk about our main culprit first, um, Mr. Henry Ruggs. Mm. Now, unless you were under a rock, everybody in here knows what Mr. Henry Ruggs did. Pretty much just wasted all of his life away. I wouldn't say life, but football, mm, I don't know. Um, So basically with Mr. Ruggs, he basically has a DUI charge. What is it, DUI manslaughter? Mm-hmm. DUI manslaughter basically going 156 in a residential with double the blood alcohol in it. Mm-hmm. Now, from what my understanding is, the NFL PA actually has um, where NFL players can get chauffeured home. You can call a number, get chauffeured home, mm-hmm. and that's 24 7. Now, I don't know what the case was. But some reports say it wasn't active, the service wasn't active. But guess what? There's still Lyft and there's still Uber. So he really doesn't have an excuse for me. Um, but the only saving grace, because I could go in on him right now, uh, I think Derek Carr put it best. Um, and most of you probably seen the PMZ video as well um, about him crying. Um, Derek Carr, great human being. Basically, it was like, at this point, we could castrate him, kill him, and, you know, go all in on him. But at this point, not only did he kill someone, um, but he scarred for life as well. Football's pretty much over. He got released literally the night after. Yeah, the night after. So, um, I just want to see where you guys' head is with that, because that's, that's a whole whole scenario in itself. Anybody, anybody else got anything to say? I mean, it's definitely unfortunate to the, uh, you know, the family members involved. But um, people need to understand the the severity of, you know, all these extra things when it comes to driving, drinking, texting, all those things. Um, 
because it's removing the athlete part out of it because nobody should be driving 156 anywhere unless if you're on you know I don't know like Daytona or something like that but I mean in short people just need to understand how to be safe I, they made the right call of releasing him he um, I don't know about him not being able to re-enter the league because, I mean, at the end of the day, people make mistakes. Um, and I don't think this should be kind of like a nail in the coffin of like, hey, now you're just a regular pedestrian for the rest of your life. Um, but, of course, this is going to be on his record. Um, and it's not a, a good look for moving forward. And things will be in will be difficult for him moving forward. But I just hope that he learns from this. Everyone um, else um, can learn from this, like other athletes, uh, other people in general, uh, that drinking and driving is, is a serious issue. And people should carry it as such because no matter how good of a driver you think you are, even someone sober could make a mistake and cause an accident and kill somebody so people just got to be better with making decisions yeah I think yeah, right. quick, yeah go quick, ahead go ahead yeah i was going to add um it, it is disappointing and i think this i feel like something like this happens i don't know once every seven years eight years something catastrophic like this happens and uh, i think that i think that a lot of the time it it may come down to just young minds that are still maturing to being adults um and it's unfortunate that his lesson that he has to learn is gonna i think probably take him away from his career as well but um i, I think a lot of people that are generally learning their first adult lesson isn't as big. And so with this power, this responsibility that he has or had, you know, all the uh, resources right there at his hands, you mentioned having so chauffeuring, you know, uh, access to get home and obviously millions of dollars and all kinds of leverage that he can take advantage of, you know, I think when you have such responsibility and you make your first adult mistake, air quotes on that, you know, it's it's even harder than a normal person gets hit. So, and I mentioned this uh, episodes ago, but I, when, when Gruden left the team, I was wishing all the best for still the team itself to not get hit. So this is, this is, you know, strike number two, and you'd hope that there isn't more for the Vegas uh, Raiders to keep running, you know, into speed bump after speed bump. Who's next on your list? Right. Make sure to sign on um, now. That'll make it even for him. But we're gonna get we're gonna get into that. Um, my second guy, Mr. Aaron Rodgers. Now we ain't gonna deep dive into this too much, but I'm gonna just say Mr. Aaron Rodgers basically lied to the public um, about being vaccinated, even though he knew the consequences. We'll dive into that later, but he's on my he's on number two. You feel me? Um now, number three, I'm going to enjoy this so much. You know, we've been going back and forth about Baker and Odell. Who's at fault? 
You know, I don't really think neither of them are at fault. You want to know why? Because I think the brunt of it is on the Browns organization and Kevin Stefanski. Mostly Kevin. I'm not going to lie to you. Mostly Kevin Stefanski. But I really, the reason I blame those two is because as a coach and, well, the person that signs off on the checks, you got to know these things in advance. You got to know who you're signing as a coach. You got to know your personnel. And you got to know how to use your personnel, okay? The Browns clearly have not been using Odell correctly. And Kevin Stefanski is the worst person you could have um, coaching a player like Odell because Odell needs to be fed the ball, all right? He had the same problem in Minnesota uh, with Stephon Disky, and that's why Diggs left. He wasn't getting fed the ball. Once Stefanski got to Diggs, I think, and Thielen, they're – um, catches decreased by like 50% and 40% respectively. So I'm looking at it this way. Stefanski is a, he's a winner. I give him that. He hasn't won any Super Bowls, but he's a winner. He gets to the playoffs, but I blame the GM because he also signed Odell. Like, bro, if you're going to be a run heavy team and not feed one of your best players, you kind of got to expect him to be a little upset right now because he's not getting the ball. So I feel like, you know, Jarvis was a great fit. Higgins is a great fit. Hooper is a great fit. But you didn't really need to go out and sign Odell um, just based on how you're running the offense and stuff like that. So at this point, um, I also think Stefanski is at fault because he needs to, you know, granted he's winning, but, I mean, when you got a weapon of his caliber, you need to use him to the best of his abilities. And you got to feed him the ball. Um, I do blame Baker a little bit because, I mean, at the end of the day, you got to hit my mess, regardless of what he says. Um, so there's that. Um, anybody got anything to say on that? I don't really blame Odell or Baker. It is a little messy situation. They're taking the brunt of it, but I feel like they're the scapegoats for what's really going on in the background. I'll chime in on this one. <laughs> so. I agree with you, Stefanski. He's designing the plays, but I think it's on Baker. Because thing is, for me, what gets on my nerves about Baker Mayfield is this whole like sense of being the underdog. You're not the underdog anymore. You won the Heisman Trophy, and you were the number one overall pick in the draft. You're not an underdog anymore. Play better. Get it done. Give him the ball where it should be. That's all I'm saying. That's it. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I got nothing to say, really. I mean, he, I, I think it's more so the fan ski because, I mean, you're the play caller. Of course, Baker, you have to make the throws. But um, we came across, you know, the stats the other day of the production of receivers in the Stefanski offense, like, how when he's OC or head coach Adam Thielen and Stefan Diggs and Odell Beckham's all uh, percentages went down and dropped about, I think the the lowest was 32.6% for Odell um, and the highest was 57.7 for Adam Thielen. So I know that it's not a, a complete quarterback issue because you know you have 
Kirk Cousins, who somebody on this uh, podcast faithfully stands by, but he's better than Baker. He can throw the ball. So for him to be paired with Adam Thielen and Stefan Diggs, you just kind of like he's the, the common denominator when you look at him with these teams. All right, who's number four on your list? I'm, 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 I'm anxious. You know, it was a toss-up between two people. Okay. Odell Beckham Sr. and Marcellus Wiley. And uh, I, went with, I went with Marcellus, and I'm going to tell you why. Marcellus Wiley, you, you need to be banned for about a week from your little talk show with uh, Sam Macho. Because, okay, so, you know, everybody knows Calvin really stepped away from football this week. Um, for personal reasons, and it was due to his mental health. Um, and, you know, I'm one that doesn't – listen, I don't really ask too many questions about mental health. If you got to step away, you got to step away, do what you need to do, get back. But Marcellus Wiley went on some little soliloquy about how, you know, he used the term Darwinism. Now, if nobody knows what Darwinism is, it's survival of the fittest. And, you know – after listening to, you know, good old Marcellus Wiley, he basically came back and was one of those, he's built by the old cloth. So, you know, they don't really believe in mental health. They, they're more like, you need to deal with it. If you're not strong enough, mentally strong enough for football, you need to get out. If you're not physically strong enough, you need to get out. Um, and he went on this little soliloquy and was like, he used the term mental health injury. And I was like, there's no such thing as a mental health injury. You can't really be mentally, you know, Unless it's a concussion or something like that. I don't believe in mental health injury. You either got a problem or you don't. So, um, allegedly, Calvin really said part of his reason for stepping away um, was because he was so engulfed in social media and people and their reactions about how he's playing and yada, yada, yada. Well, I view it as like, okay, if you need to step away from football to handle that in order for you to get better and be in a better space so you can be a more productive person on the field, Hey, go do it. Marcellus Wiley was like, nah. All right. He was like, nah, this is survival of the fittest. You need to go away. You're being a baby. And he basically was like, in a nutshell, this new world, that's what the term he used. He said, new world is getting quote unquote soft. And I'm like, nah, bro, you just haven't evolved with the world because we take our mental health a little bit more serious. Um, and he wanted to go into asking questions about like why someone is having mental health issues. And I'm like, bro, you're not the one to regulate someone's mental health. That's how I look at it in a nutshell. You can't be the one regulating someone's mental health and saying, oh, well, you're mentally weak. He used the term mentally weak. And I was like, bro, that's not something you should use in this. Maybe he has some things, some inner demons that he's fighting. You never know what somebody's situation is. So when he was going on his soliloquy, I was like, I wasn't really feeling it. He thought he was making up a point. And then I was like, nah, dog. So shout out to Darius Leonard for uh, putting him in check. And, you know, y'all can chime in on that. But, yeah, Marcellus, you need to go ahead and take it like a week off, bro. Fair enough. Any thoughts about that one? No comment. I'm exhausted. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I'll just say as a – someone who just recently started going to therapy because of for mental health like it's absolutely important so uh marcellus wally can uh as far as i'm concerned he could uh 
He can take more than a week, bro. He can just go off forever. Cease to exist. All right, cool. Good talk. Yep, cease to exist. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Coach Pace. That was a good list. Good list. I had the, I didn't see the Marcellus Wally one coming, so that one that was that was a nice. I got question. you. I got you on the clip later. I send it. I was gonna send it to y'all, but I was like, nah, let me surprise you. Cool, cool, cool. <laughs> All right, next. Um, 90 and 90 with Coach Natty T. A lot of soccer has transpired since you were last on the show. Go ahead and drop some knowledge on us. What do you got for us this week? All right. Well, I'm not wasting any time. So, number one, Mohamed Salah, Mo Salah is the best player in the world right now. It's not even close. I don't care what stats you put up. I don't care what names you put up. He's the best player in the world right now, hands down. Plays for Liverpool. You have NBC SN or you happen to catch a Premier League game on Sunday, like at, you know, 11, 30, 12, and they're playing, watch it because he's amazing. Nice. Number two. So I'm wearing a PSG shirt. Of course, it's been a while. I am a PSG fan. So on the surface, things look well because they've only lost one game technically. And they've tied two games, but they're complete trash. Messi's <laughs> overrated. Neymar is a little punk. He's playing like a little girl. Killing Mbappe is playing okay, but he's pissing me off as well because I don't like his body language. I'm sick and tired of him walking around, not helping out on defense. Then Neymar acting like a little girl when he doesn't get what he wants. Put your big boy pants on and go play. Quit acting like a little punk, B-I-T-C-H. Yeah, I said it. That's my 90 and 90. I'm done. I hope our view, younger viewers can't spell. <laughs> I'm sorry, but I, it's been bubbling up because I can't stand it. I really can't stand it because they're winning their games because they're very lucky, but I can't stand them. Is one follow-up question for him. <laughs> I um, is is uh, Messi scheduled to be back soon? I, know I really know. don't care because he's really pissing me off. Because he's too cool for school. He want to walk back. People don't want to pass him the ball. He don't want to run after the ball. He doesn't want to play defense. He doesn't want to do – he want. He doesn't want to be selfless for the team. He just wants to be messy and then complain and like, oh, they're not passing me the ball. You go get the ball. You're supposed to be the best player ever, right? Go get the damn ball. <laughs> Neymar, stop dribbling the freaking ball. Pass it. <laughs> I'm done. This is, this, this, this is clearly throw, thrown you off guard. Natty T, I imagine that you you expected differently when this team was formed, this masterpiece mega team. This definitely has thrown you off guard, I imagine. Oh, well, the thing is, so... I won't get them started. Dude. Well, the thing is... Obviously, they're winning, so that's not the issue. It's how they play. That's the problem. Because, because you see, like, out. So, just to give you guys context, you see, like, when Anthony Davis goes down and he act like the whole <laughs> world's about to end, they do that all the time, and it's yes. so annoying. Yes, the floppy. And then just little. So then I won't get too much into it. So there's just little things that really piss me off. So they give up a lot of goals, and their defense is soft. There's no doubt about that, but. 
Destiny's Child up top, and I call him Destiny's Child because they're the <laughs> little three amigos up there. If you're not doing your part defensively, that leaves gaps. In basketball, if you're playing a 2-3 zone, right, you're playing a zone. That means the two people up top are supposed to stay in their zone. If those two up top decide to play man and then follow somebody all the way around, that leaves a whole gap on that side. And that's what they do all the time. If you're going to press as a team, press as a freaking team. Here they go. It's somebody, they get the ball, they pass around them. Here go. Messi walking. Neymar's walking. Mbappe's walking. You're not helping. I'm done. Like LeBron when he stayed backcourt that one. <laughs> stuff, yeah, stuff that like was... that. That's they do that all the time, and it pisses me off. So until they fix it, they're not winning Champions League. I hope they get beat in the next round. Be quite <laughs> honest with you. I hope fan. they get destroyed. <laughs> and yes, I am a PSG fan. But this is going from the I, I keep it one hundred, man. I got to keep it one hundred. What I'm seeing, like, come on, man. Like, and this like, isn't even it. like meshing. Like, usually new teams, they got to get the chemistry. This ain't that. This is just it's not that, up. dude. It's been yeah. two months, man. My son is two months old. Like, y'all should have figured <laughs> it out by now. Because, again, like, I understand, like, it's new team. You got to – but it's not even necessarily that. It's just – it's effort. It's desire. It's a, it's a will to play. It's a will to play a certain way. You don't see it. Like, no score a goal, then everybody starts walking around. And that I think what would really fix this, hopefully – is them getting beat that has to happen is probably what's going to fix that i would hope i hope yeah that's that's really what should happen but they they get so lucky it's like it's so <laughs> annoying these like these other teams like they'd be right in front of the goal and hitting it over the bar or hit the post mm-hmm. i'm just like and you're rooting for them to just, get <laughs> somebody for the take me out of my misery like i want to get i want them to get beat like four or five zero one good time that's what i want <laughs> Yeah, but Coach Jay out here. It's like Coach Jay out here is trying to divert the subject away from uh, Kirk Cousins. Ah, oh, listen, listen, you try to extend this. You try to extend this beyond the time our listeners are in. We we talk about soccer. We will get into that. <laughs> oh yeah, we but, will. Sure. But you go ahead, Coach K. I know. I know you up next. I'm done. I, yeah, I, that's my little. That that's my rant. That's that's been that's been seven weeks of built up frustration. <laughs> All right, Coach K. WT, our, our segment WTF, what story this week has just gotten under your skin? Two, uh, well, two things. One, the whole the whole boxing match with Darren Williams. Uh, <laughs> like, this man, man they, they, like, this man has no accolades. They put former NBA All-Star and former two-time Olympic gold medalist <laughs> Uh, oh man, that's all. I, man, look. he he oh. must owe somebody some money because he hit the bottom if he's fighting Jake Paul. That's all I gotta say. I guess. Like I, just, my man said, yeah, yeah, hear about said the, he ain't got no accolades. But you hear about no. the <laughs> the uh, Ocho, the Ocho and Pac Man one apparently. Yeah, yeah. I I don't think I'm gonna watch that one either. Nah, <laughs> they're entertaining, but I'm not gonna watch that one. Yeah. I don't think it actually happened to be honest. We'll see. Man. Um the the other thing I the other thing I saw is uh apparently there's this Englewood High School. They beat um 
um, it was, I forget what the name of the other school is, but the score, oh, it's a Hilo High School from, from Hawaii. Englewood High School beat this team 104 to zero. Oh, God. 104 to zero. You need to and quit the first, after football program. You get be Pretty much. Football just ain't it for your Pretty school. much. Uh, and then um, basically, I guess, like at the end of the game, they went for a two point conversion and got it or something yeah. like that. And so, like, they had 56 points in the first quarter and like 84 by the end of the first half. Oh. And uh, I guess, like, the there was they were kind of like talking about, like, you know, they didn't need to score that many points and like all that. It's not unsportsmanlike conduct and all this and that. And then, like, I guess the principal of Englewood High School like issued an apology statement and all this and that. And then people and there are literally people saying like they're gonna do a full-on investigation into this to make sure it doesn't happen again. I can save you the time. I can like you don't need to investigate when a team sucks. Okay. <laughs> That's your investigation. Get better. You know what? Maybe drop to another, I don't know what division it is, but maybe you shouldn't be in that division. Case closed. <laughs> Stupidest. That's right. one of the most stupid things I've ever read. <laughs> Open up investigation on that. Like, it's funny to be like, I'm just picturing, you know, not everybody can relate. You know, there's only two parents in here, but <laughs> like being a parent, a part of that losing team. Like, at that point, I'm going to go down there and I'm going to put on my kid's jersey and, like, now nah, I'm in the game. <laughs> like, right. gonna, or, or it's either that or I'm going to come down like, hey, we're going home. Like, once you're like, okay, it's time to head to the crib. Like, y'all ain't doing nothing here anyways. <laughs> Let's just head back. Like, those are the two things that's going through my mind. Because I, I – Oh, my goodness. I, yeah. I, 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 I'm definitely it. taking my child off the field. Absolutely. I'm taking my kid off the field. Take it again. Easy. Don't wear it again, bro. bro. <laughs> At halftime, y'all Listen, man, those losses. <laughs> those and losses are like the biggest lesson. Now, I'm recording that. We're watching that every day because this is what you shouldn't have did. Man, Maybe look. I'm a mean dad. Like, you can watch it. four quarters of mistakes. Like, by every, like at that point, <laughs> no one knows how to do their job. It's not just your, your son. At the That's true. That's no true. No one knows how to do their job. Right. You gotta take your son out of that app, that environment and say, let's mm -hmm. find another place for you to be successful. <laughs> well, I'm just, I'm just that's like 104. That's not even a football team. That's an after school program. Like that's what that is. That's not even a football team. <laughs> that's that's like just being in a car ride home. I'm gonna just look back and be like, but what about fencing? Let's try a different sport. Nice job last time we went bowling. You can think right. Like that's I said, you get bumpers off. You know, you can you can make it somewhere. That's yeah. right. Your grades better be right because it ain't. I'm sorry. You know, I'm about to say my mom. My mom told me that too. I asked my mom what would she do. She was like, you know, I would talk to you. I'd be like, you know what? Maybe sports isn't for you. You know, there's the book club. Okay, yep. there's chess. There's the book club. Exactly. <laughs> hey, know? chess is cool. Chess is cool. Yeah, the big thing. That's what I'm saying. Bowling. There's a lot of things you can do. You know, you, there are other types of sports that maybe you're just better at. Maybe the exactly. You, you can, <laughs> Man, you, you like know, that. you can get a job. 
But yeah, yeah I would. But first, let's get these grades up. Yeah, you know. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, because he obviously they obviously don't know angles. Like they fail in geometry. Every last one of them. Fell in. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, somebody. Yeah, so you can cross that off the list. And oh. I will say they. I guess like uh, Inglewood did have. Uh, I guess UCLA prospect Davon Scruggs, who's like supposedly an incredible quarterback, but still, if you can't get if you can't get a field goal against the other, that's three points. Yeah, I was about to say like you, we're talking about a quarterback. What about the defense? Y'all's <laughs> offense was getting locked up all game too. <laughs> so what they got a prospect on defense too? And to me, it sounds like they got the that's the monster Space Jam three about to be about that school. I'm I'm gonna say the same thing we said last week about Russell Westbrook getting mad at Oklahoma City that dude punching at the end of the game. I just play better. Like don't be trash. Like I don't understand what they expect to do. If you're up 84 or something like that to nothing at halftime, do you expect them to just take a knee every down of the second half? Isn't that more embarrassing? The fact that they're not even gonna put any effort. Like, you know what? Not only are we not gonna score, we're just not gonna do anything but kneel that we feel that confident that you can't even catch up with us if we knelt every single play. That's crazy, man. That's more embarrassing. So this all is this sportsmanlike conduct trash that they're talking about here. No, no. You need to think about what resources you need to invest in there in that Hawaiian high school to get them a better team, a better coach, a better trainer, a better water boy, better everything on that team. Everything. Don't. Yeah, right. and and they lost all. If they had girlfriend, they all went home single. <laughs> <laughs> girlfriend, boyfriend. Like I know they just gonna be looking at them like left with the other team. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Everybody. <laughs> yeah, everybody just quit. Everybody quit. Yeah. yeah. Listen, man, situations like that is why new rules should be instituted. Like, there should be a white flag on every bitch. For situations like that. <laughs> <laughs> they have it in horseshoes. You might as well just put it in all sports. Just, just, just wave it. Just like, all right, you know, just chalk yeah. it up. Yeah, give it to the ref and be like, yo, I'm ready to go home. Yeah. <laughs> you tell me I can risk energy. I, I not energy. Well, risk energy and injury. Being 84, being 84. No, no, no. I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. Anyway. Mm-hmm. That was a great segment, Coach K. That was a good. I did not hear about that. So I'm glad you brought that up on the show, man. Uh, all right. So our next segment with Coach Murph is called Bet. So. Go ahead and talk to us, Coach Murphy, about your recap of last week's earnings and what are you looking forward to this weekend? Well, last weekend was interesting because, one, I didn't didn't win anything over the weekend. I actually didn't hit until, what was it, Tuesday? Mm -hmm. It was like Tuesday or Wednesday. It was just this random $10 five-pick parlay I did that won me $204. But what was killing me, over the weekend on these football games is that apparently that Mike White is the apprentice of Tom Brady or something like that. Cause I, I'm over here looking like the Bengals can contain Lamar Jackson, but not Mike White. (laughs) I'm like, who is this? Like, who is this guy? So that, that killed me. And then I forgot what, 
What other game happened that? Her Tom Brady. Tom Brady not making it. Oh, yeah. Come back to the fourth quarter. Made me lose $125. I, I bet $2. And I hit every single one of them in the parlay. I was on fire. And I had the Chiefs beating the Giants. So I'd have got that. All I needed was Tampa Bay to beat New Orleans. Who bet on Kirk on the other side? I've thrown a football since Trevor Simeon's throwing a football. And they Who lost. Who bet on Kirk Cousins? Any Vikings game, you just go straight to the player props. You don't you don't do money lines. <laughs> uh, don't do the game line. No game lines. <laughs> oh man. He's, Kirk come uh, back. All right. Go ahead. My fault. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, so some undeniable wins that should happen. I know the Chiefs have been looking bad, but if Pat Mahomes goes in and lose to Jordan Love, mm. I can't see that happening. I, I, I don't think Pat's ego will be able to take that. Um, I like the Patriots against the Panthers. I don't believe Sam Darnold will be back. I don't think it will really make a difference because if y'all – don't recall, but the last time uh, Sam Darnold ran into Bill Belichick's defense, he said he was seeing ghosts. So <laughs> uh, that whether he's in or out, that's a that's a good pick. And an underdog that I like, and this is not a fan pick, but I do like Philly's chances against the Chargers. The defense is starting to figure it out after Nick uh, Sirianni talked to his defensive coordinator to telling him the best ways to get the defense in position for, you know, for the players' strong suit. So now Darius Slay is playing better. Um, so the offense is starting to percolate a little bit more. Hurts needs to work on his passing still, but – all in all, I like Philly's chances. That's so I feel battle, bro. Don't don't look at me like that. And Coach Jay, you should be the last one talking about uphill battles. That's, that's what I feel you battle. your whole identity on. That's, <laughs> like, that's, listen, listen. <laughs> it's not the end of the season, but that I've seen that before. I've seen these these upward projections for Philly to do well against the Chargers. I. I don't see it, man. And I think because of that, you might make, you know, I don't know, a good winning because of that. This is, I think it's an uphill battle, though, because that, that lid that was on the Chargers is going to pop off. Mm. But I ain't got no room to talk. You're right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> I do like your Patriots pick, though, for sure. I, I yeah. love the Patriots pick. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Cool. If Pat Mahomes, if, if the Chiefs lose, okay, we just might have. I'm somebody I'm going to cut the show off. Yeah, somebody will get paid a lot of money. We're not doing this show anymore because obviously <laughs> nothing <laughs> makes sense in this world. Hey man, listen. If Mike White can do it, and I had him last night. By the way, he was about to go off last night. I'm sick that he got hurt, but Dude, if Mike White too. can do it. Jordan Love can do it. Mike White was about to go off last night. I'm telling y'all, he was about to go. He crazy. was. 
Oh my gosh. Oh, that was crazy. <laughs> that was crazy, man. That was man. Let me find out he's a diamond in the rough. Yeah. He is. Zach Wilson. Yeah, they're pretty up. much wait, didn't they like trade up to get to the second pick to get Zach? Or third mm-hmm. pick? I forgot when he was fit. So they pretty much like mortgage their future to find this <laughs> random guy sitting on your bench to take over. Cause if you try to trade Zach Wilson after this, uh, you ain't getting nothing close back to what you gave up to get him. That's right. That's, like it's, I guess it's a, cause you possibly found a quarterback. It's kind of like a win-win, I guess. Mm-hmm. No. We'll see. I mean, the Jets franchise hasn't been able to put anything together for a very long time. Been able to be trustworthy to put anything like worth putting on the field together. So we'll, 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 we'll see if they make the right decision here moving forward. All right, we're going to switch gears. We're going to jump to a little bit of basketball because, you know, we give Coach K a very hard time on this show for being a Bulls fan, especially over the last year. However, we have to give credit where credit is due. The Bulls look really good this year. They made some smart choices um, personnel-wise. So, Coach K, this is your time to gloat. <laughs> Are the Chicago Bulls for real? What are you seeing? What do you like? What do you not like about the Chicago Bulls right now? Um, I mean, yeah, they're for real. Um, and, I, I mean, right now, I mean, the two losses we've had have been I, – I still think that New York next should win, loss should have been a win. Um. I mean, the 76ers, that's a good team. I can't – I'm not mad at that loss. Uh, I mean, they're playing really well together. DeRozan has revived his career. Uh, DeSumu is, like, another good piece. He's playing well. Lonzo feels like he's right at home. I mean, Levine's doing his thing. Like, I have, I have no complaints. Um, I guess my questions will be, uh, you know, we're still only eight games into the season. So um, I guess my question is not really for the Bulls, but for other teams. Like, you know, what's, um, you know, like, I mean, obviously I think Milwaukee's going to, I mean, they're four and four right now. They're going to, they're going to hit their stride. Um, uh, I think the Nets, like the Nets, I wonder what they're going to look like. You know, James Harden's going to get it together eventually or not. Um, I mean, that's that's really my that's really my question. I mean, we already kind of know who the Heat is. I mean, the 76ers are proving that, you know, I guess Ben Simmons isn't really that big of a deal for them. But um, I don't know. Like, I, I think when it's all said and done, what uh, Ben Simmons? Yeah, uh, it's, no, it's all good. Uh, when it's all said and done, I think the Bulls are probably going to end up probably middle of the pack. I'll probably say, like, Fourth, fourth in the East when it's all said and done. And I, th- I still think, I still think, um, uh, it's like one piece away, one or two pieces away. But either way, like I'm, I'm satisfied with what I've seen thus far. Um, and uh, and my biggest question mark too is, is uh, DeRozan when we get to the playoffs. That's, that's so, fair. That's fair. Yeah. 
Are, are you worried about his shooting efficiency, his leadership? What is it that concerns you about DeRozan? I don't know, like, I, <laughs> um, I like I still see DeRozan as that dude that like that fouled out of was a game four, game four or five uh, when they was when they were playing Cleveland. Like that's the DeRozan that I still see him as, like as far as like the playoffs go. So, um. Clutch, like clutch, I, I'd much rather see like the ball in Zach Levine's hand at the end of the game because I think he has more of that uh, killer instinct, killer tactic. Okay. Versus the Rosen. So yeah. the Rosen's. So, a... Go ahead. Go. I was going to no, say, that's... you judging the Rosen off of the baby dinosaurs when. Oh, yeah. For sure. You know, the playoffs, by the way. Okay. Gotcha. We can't, we can't, we can't judge Demar off of that, man. He owns Toronto. He owns Toronto. Like what? You can't Jamar. No, you can't do that. LeBron, LeBron. Oh, yes, LeBron. LeBronto. That's what that is. Like we can't do that to Demar. <laughs> Why owns it? Nah, LeBron owns own like part of it too. Kawhi, Kawhi owns the rest of the country, but Toronto specifically. Dewan got. LeBron got more wins in there. That's <laughs> fair. Yeah. Any um any other comments from anyone else about the Bulls? Uh, they look good. I mean, I, they're kind of what I expected when I when they were making these trades and stuff during the off season. I really like what they put together, and it's a solid squad that could be together. Come and a lot of them are going to be under contract still next year. Um, I've viewed them as like a six-ish, seventh seed-type team. Um, I feel like they, they will be one of those scary first-round teams to play, but I still think they're a first-round exit. That's great because yeah, what I like to watch in the beginning of the season, juxtaposing it to the end of the season, is that Everyone's, you know, getting their feet wet, and some people start off real hot, uh, and the Bulls are one of those teams. But the other teams, as you mentioned, Coach K, like in Milwaukee and all those things, they're going to start playing better as the season progresses. Are the Bulls, are they leveling out now? Are they showing us their max ability right now? Are they going to taper off at the end of the season? Are they going to continue to get better to try to match that strength of some of those more competitive teams? And what does it look like when you have to play someone the best out of seven? Um, the coaching adjustments, do they have the right coach? Is one of the things I'm thinking about. In the playoffs, we haven't seen the coaching staff tested in the in the playoffs. They haven't really, you know, really hasn't got there really. So in a long, you know, in a while. So in a while. So yeah, I'm I'm interested to see that, but really excited. It's good. It's good. I think it's good when the Knicks are good for the NBA, and it's good when the Bulls are, are good as well. So yeah, I I still think the Knicks are like a seven or eight seed, if I'm being honest. Mm. Yeah, listen. Shout out, Lonzo. I'm I'm a Lonzo fan. Shout out Lonzo and shout out Demar because they tried to 
you know, used Demar as a sacrificial lamb, sent him to San Antonio where they really wasn't going to win nothing. He still did his thing, you know, out of the mid-range. And he came to Chicago, and he's balling. Everybody tried to say he was off, but he wasn't. Shout out Lonzo and Demar. Yeah, yeah, for real, for real. They, they look really good playing together. Because uh, the, the Bulls needed somebody to help push the ball and create plays. Lonzo is definitely one of those people. Mm-hmm. Um, DeMar DeRozan reminds me of, like, just that player that when you need – just need a bucket, like, all right, I'm going to – you know, the other team's making a run, and I need to silence that run real quick. All right, DeMar, 15 feet, boom, butter. You know, and then, okay, let's get the team refocused now. So that's a skill that they haven't really had um, before, so – yeah, we'll see what happens. Because that's what Chris Paul has done for the Suns, you know, and, and, and it kind of like, okay, when things get out of hand, I'm going to go ahead and make this bucket real quick. Now, <laughs> now, speaking of the Suns, they got their own term oil. Oh. So I'm sure most of you have heard about Robert Sarver and, and, and the allegations there and the witnesses of some of the comments he's made and using mm-hmm. the describing his own players and all of that, that kind of stuff. So I'm just going to have Coach Murph start us off. And this is, what are your thoughts on these allegations, Coach Murph? You know, the funny thing about this is when we were discussing, you know, who was going to open this this segment, um, and I, I decided to do it, I just realized it's best fitting for me to do this because I'm the one that lives in downtown Phoenix. but (laughs) um racism is real always has been we always knew that the the structure of a lot of these teams the higher up it goes when it gets to the predominantly all white men stuff like this comes out um, I mean, there it's just nasty going through this article that I read. I mean, but it's it's nasty, but it's not shocking. Like at, at this point, when reports like this come out, it's not without a, like I just don't doubt it. Like the CEO of the Suns was trying to back him and try to like give him bail and say that the reports are false, mm-hmm. but. I think that's just him trying to keep a job if all of this blows over because everybody knows whenever reports like this come out, the whole world is just like, yeah, okay, we know. Mm-hmm. But like that, that's all it is. Like loosely using the N word, he would just call, they say that he would reference a lot of people as, you know, that black guy, that black guy, like they have no identity, like they don't have a name. It comments like he's going to be another guy that has to pay a heavy fine that's probably not going to hit his pockets as hard. And I mean, all of this is going to blow over for him and he'll do fine in life as they all do afterwards. But even though we're always going to feel the same whenever these things come out, I mean, more of them is going to come out. We're still waiting for, you know, word from Washington, what's happening there. 
Um, but I'm just glad that they're just letting it known to the public. Just let everybody know to remind people that there's people that are, that are you know, overseeing an organization filled with people that he doesn't respect. So that's all I have to say on that. But re respects what they could do for him, but not respects who they actually are. Right. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Coach Natty T, I believe you wanted to chime in on this one too. Yeah, I mean, not too much different from what Coach Murph said already. But for me, when these things come out, um, I find it a little funny because I like how the media tries to put it out and like, oh, this is just so shocking and all that. I'm like, listen, man, people that are in the NBA circles, just like with Donald Sterling, they know who that man is. Because the report, that stuff was going back 2012, 2013. So now it comes out. He pissed somebody off. This is, this is my theory. He pissed somebody off, somebody in the higher up in the NBA circles. They, they have a file on everybody where they compile all this stuff. And then if you piss somebody off to a certain point, they just start leaking it just to try to get rid of you. So when the article came out, I'm like, okay, so it took y'all long, this long to report this now? Like everybody knew, because if, if, if the reports are true, because again, it, these are allegations, it's, it's a little different from the Donald Sterling situation where he's caught on tape. It's a little different from the John Gruden situation because you have his emails. So, I mean, this situation, unless if there's more evidence that comes out that actually sees it right there, then yeah. But it's a lot of like, he said, she said a little bit on this one. So it's a little bit more tricky. And again, as, as what we know right now, but still, am I surprised that a middle-aged wealthy white man used the N word to describe his players? No like duh what else am i surprised that a middle-aged wealthy white man is misogynistic no what are we talking about here but y'all know this already the nba you knew this are all oh, we're doing an investigation what are y'all investigating y'all know the man has been like this for years what's the difference now because if it's really about doing the right thing when you heard about that stuff you would have tried to nip it in the bud or try to get rid of them then. But you let things just kind of settle on, and then now we're here. So to me, not trying to absolve the owner, because obviously he's just a prick and an a-hole. But at the same time, from a media perspective and from the league's perspective, y'all knew this. So what are we talking about? Why, are you why does it take this long for this to be released? That's my question. Yeah. So that's my thoughts on that. And, and for me, like, I never know how to feel about these situations, but, you know, I mean, is it just, is it really being done for like social justice or is it just being done because, or is it just because it's like the trendy thing to do now? So that, that, I guess that's where I'm kind of like, you know, kind of like what Coach Natty T was saying should have been done a long time ago. You know, why are we now just getting to it? So that's that's all I have to say. Alan Sterling had discriminatory housing practices that everybody knew about. 
you know, especially in those circles, they knew about that and they, they didn't do anything about it. And I think, uh, Coach Knight, you could chime in on this because you didn't get a chance to be on the show when we talked about John Gruden. Uh, and Coach Murph brought it up in his perspective. He's just kind of like, you know, where did the, these emails come from? These, these magical emails from years ago. You telling me somebody was sitting on this? Like waiting for this right, you know, waiting for this opportunity. So he made somebody upset, just like you were talking about with Tar- with uh, Sarver, and they decided to go. Oh, okay, I've been saving these in my my, my save category. Let me go ahead and send these to the office front office real quick. Like, yeah, no, yeah. no, that that's that's exactly what it is. Because even because and obviously don't want to go back to you know the day when Kobe passed, but if y'all remember when they had that little panel on TNT and it was like Jerry West and Shaq and Ernie and, um, you know, Reggie and all them were talking about Kobe. You remember even when Jerry West was talking about when Kobe was mad with the Lakers and he said he wanted to go play for the Clippers. You remember what Jerry West said? He's like, Kobe, you can't go play for that man. So if this is so shocking that he was recorded, how does Jerry West know that? Right, right, right. That's my point exactly. Everybody knew about this man. So, like, now all of a sudden, yeah, we're, we're doing an investigation. We kicked him out of the league. Like, bruh, you knew this man was like this. So what, what are we talking about here? Because, yeah. again, if, if we're truly about doing the right thing, it should be nipped in the bud right there. Not this whole, oh, well, we're just going to, um, you know, we're just going to collect all this evidence and then we're just going to release it when – he really pisses us off. Like, what is that? But that's how corporate America works. Because I, I know, you know, I don't know where everybody works, but I work in corporate America. And I'm telling you, there's one, there's a manager that just got fired in one of our regional offices. But this dude has been wild for years. <laughs> like, he'd be going rogue on accounts and on <laughs> meetings for years. Like, using the expense account for debauchery for years. Like, it was known. Then all of a sudden, yeah, you know, he just did something that was so egregious. I'm like, so egregious? <laughs> what are you talking about? Y'all knew about this man for years. But that's what I'm saying. That's just the word. That's that's just, unfortunately, that's just how that's just how it works. Like, that It's because, again, it's the same thing in corporate America, the same thing in professional sports. Like, once you get to that, that high up level, like, they just... They keep this little file on you, and then and then it's like they decide, okay, uh, all right, you piss yourself enough. Like, let's just get rid of you. But I'm like, that, that, whatever. But you know what? It, the funny point. thing about that is I just <laughs> – some random thing I just thought of. Maybe it's like a, a retirement plan for them. Maybe they decide. They're just like uh, – I mean, no, nobody knows where, where Donald Sterling is. No. So maybe like, hey, yeah, I'm ready to go off the – I'm ready to go off the grid. So go Dude. ahead and – Release this to your stuff. point, to your point, <laughs> what happened to Donald Sterling? Really, what happened to Donald Sterling? The dude got $2 billion. Made a buttload mm-hmm. of money. Yep. That's what happened mm-hmm. to Donald Sterling. They didn't kick the man out of the league. Mm-hmm. The man, they basically paid the man $2 billion to go away. That's what happened. Yep. There's no real punishment for owners. <laughs> it's a retirement plan. That's it's a retirement it plan. Hey, exactly. I'm, ready to, I'm ready to wrap this up. Leak John Gruden, he's still going to get paid his contract. Yeah. He's yep. still getting paid the rest of that contract. Part of it, yeah. Or at least part of it. Mm-hmm. 
Because what was it, 10 year, uh, 100 million or something like that? Yeah, but that's why, but that's why, no, but the, the key is that's why he resigned. He didn't get fired. He yeah, resigned. he did. That's but right. He's going to get paid that money. That's right. Right. So that's what I'm saying. That's the that's the kicker. And then that's to, the culture. To, you know, yeah, to your point, Coach K, like it's just kind of like it just seems like it's just this kind of like fake enlightenment, like, oh, you know, we gotta be so woke and equality and all that. But I'm like, really, what happened? Okay, John John Gruden resided, but he's still gonna get his hundred million dollars. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that just reminds me of like my company decided that they were going to be woke for the first time ever. And so this was the first year <laughs> that I had Martin Luther King Day off. As a, it's, it's, a nas- it's now considered a national holiday for the company. <laughs> wow. It's so been a federal holiday for years, but I guess. Don't get me started. Don't get me started about Juneteenth, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, listen, 2022, those sales are coming, bro. Yeah. Oh yeah. So let me ask you a question real quick, Coach K. Did they have President's Day off? <laughs> I don't think they have President's Day off. Columbus Day? No. no. Indigenous Day. Indigenous Day. That's what they call it now, right? Yeah. Okay. That's what they call it now? Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. No, yeah. those are all great points. I don't have much to add to that. I yeah. just want to. There were people trying to make excuses. Well, not excuses, but the quote that came out when being questioned about um, personnel to join the team, he was quoted essentially saying, "N words need N words." Basically, means he need to hire somebody black because most of the team is black. So, in our infamous group chat, there's a couple of us was like, "Well, technically, he's not wrong, but." There are so many other ways you can say that, right? So representation is very important. And so since we have a majority black team, we need to be thoughtful about who we're hiring to try to match, you know, match our diversity there for our players. Um, you know, it's important for our players to see themselves in front office management. So let's give them, you know, um, a chance to be able to connect with the model, uh, someone that they can trust, connect with and, and confide in, be a good advisor for them, right? Oh, I came up in the car ride home today. I came up with like five or six different ways to say that exact same thing without saying in words, mm-hmm. right? So like, mm-hmm. I don't want to, for those that are, you know, a Sarver apologists and be like, well, yeah, good. still, still. I know we kind of laugh about it because it's like, okay, well, theoretically he's right. But it's like, that just shows you how, you know, disrespectful folks in those circles could be and just looking at it as more of a property than a person. Uh, and that's mm-hmm. something that, you know, we've seen experience for years and years and years and years. Um, like I always say, you know, band-aids for situations that require surgery. So even when things do get marginally better, it's not really the infrastructure change that's happening. It's just these little mm-hmm. things that make people feel like, see, look what we did. See, look, you know, we did that. We did that. Uh, we talked about when Gruden got fired that or resigned that if it was a black coach, they probably would have got fired. <laughs> like they wouldn't have had the option to resign. And then we made a joke on the show. Well, it's like, well, the NFL has to hire some black coaches first for us to even really th- theoretically, you know, think about that. Yeah, they're trying to get so, rid of the, the one good one that they have. That they have. Yeah. Maybe go to USC. 
Yes. Yes. I think, but well, real quick, the moral of the story is for me, y'all can laugh at me. But, you know, white folks, black folks, rich white folks, rich black folks, whoever you are, just at at, at minimal, at minimal, (laughs) just practice some self control. I'm not, I can't ask you to change and, you know, I can pray for you and hope God changes your heart and all that, but I don't know. I don't know what's going on in your head. To Coach JP3's point, yeah, you that might be what you're thinking. Like, oh yeah, these N-words need N-words. But at least have the self-control to just say, you know what? Yeah, they need some representation. Let's hire another African-American. Just say that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Don't type in your true feelings on a work email. You know what I'm saying? Like have somebody proofread. This how somebody proofread it, man. Like yeah. you, you guys are that all, rich. All in any statements. That's what I'm saying. Like you people are that rich to the point where like you can hire somebody just to proofread stuff for you. Just to, you know just what I'm to make your statements not racist. That, <laughs> you could just hire, just hire somebody. somebody to do that. Just at least do that. You know what I'm saying? That's a, that's that's for me. That's that's just where I'm at. At minimum, they don't at even least have just a brain do that. to do that. Yeah, yeah like I know? mean, goodness gracious, man. He's like, what's wrong with it? It's a fine email. It makes this, sense, is fine, right? this is a fine email. I mean, yeah, Hooters and yeah, and all this other like, dude, <laughs> like it's a work email. What do you like? They ain't gonna be mad when they like confiscate the emails and release it. It's a work email, you dumb dumb. <laughs> whatever man yeah all right so for those of you out there that are still shocked ask yourself why are you shocked at this point um you've seen this this is no longer like oh well that donald sterling thing happened so long ago no we're continuously seeing stuff come out there whether it's the washington football team and that whole scam you know that you know the las vegas Raiders with john gruden and now the sons with robert sarver and though many of those that we just haven't surfaced yet, they haven't pissed off the right people yet. So for us to hear what they said over the years. So don't be shy. This is a structural thing, you know? So like that's, and I think to, to be shocked by it is to be ignorant to the fact that the reality is out there for a lot of underrepresented identities. I and mean, especially when you talk about black people, you know? So, um, Moving forward, you know, so I hope they say farewell to Sarver, uh, but the Browns did say farewell to Odell on his birthday. I believe it's today. Mm. Interesting choice. Their coach pace, it, you have to be the one that leads us in this discussion. Please, the floor is yours. You know why I'm here. All right. Um, listen, man, it's been a long time coming. You know, you could tell my man's was uh, miserable up in because, you know, he was dealing with somebody that is below average, if you ask me, because, you know, Ken Kurt is average. <laughs> now, when you are not better than Ken Kurt, you're below average. I'm sorry to tell you. And Baker, you're below average. All right. So, um, you know, I think, you know, he asked for a trade during the offseason. They didn't do it. And I think this is dumb on their part. I don't know. Front office, they look smart because, you know, they made a lot of good moves. But still, in the end, 
they still failed us. Well, I'm not a Browns fan, but they still failed Browns Nation because you had all the time in the world just trading. You didn't trade them. All right, you could have got decent compensation. You wouldn't have got a lot of compensation for them because, you know, nobody wants to really grab that contract. But you still could have got something for them. And, you know, um, so, you know, the front office failed them. You know, Baker's a terrible, I mean, below average quarterback. Um, the scheme does not conduce. You had it right. To... Terrible. Terrible. <laughs> okay, fair enough. The, the organization is pretty mundane, um, bad. And, you know, um, the only thing I'd say is uh, Odell Beckham Sr. Get off social media, dog. Um, Odell was having a really good year. We wasn't hearing no problems out of him. Y'all notice Odell ain't said too much of that. We can tell he was pissed off. But he ain't no theatrics, ain't no kicking, kissing nets, ain't no crying in interviews. He was real, real, real chill this year. And I thought that was some growth on his end. Um, that, you know, you can tell he was frustrated and whatnot, but he was handling himself like a professional um, and was letting him know behind the scenes, like, hey, I'm trying to get up out of here. Um, but, you know, Pops, and I can relate to this myself because I had a father. I've literally cussed my father out in the middle of games. I got benched because I cussed. I literally got benched before because I cussed my dad out of basketball game. Kid you not. I can tell you all the story afterward, but I've literally gotten benched because I cussed my dad out because he wouldn't shut up. So I know how it is. But certain black dads, they don't listen. You can talk to them. You can say, hey, listen, dad, I need you to chill out. Whoop, 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 whoop. Nope. They'll hear you. It'll go in one ear and out the other. So you know what? Odell probably had a conversation with his dad. And, you know, dad always thinks they know more. And, you know, he threw that video up. In one ear, out the other, you already know, James. And then, boom, everybody like, Odell has something to do with it. Nah, y'all don't know the dynamics of black dads. Some of them you just can't get them to listen to. So, you know, man, I think Odell did what it needed to be done. Um, you know, I just hope nobody claims him on waivers. You know, I think Shannon said it best. Uh, depending on how, you know, the waivers go, you know, they could screw him over and be like, ah, oh, nah, we're going to get to him. Detroit Lions to claim you because we don't want to see you do good. But so I hope he clears waivers and, you know, he's able to do what he needs to do. But yeah, man, it's been a long time coming. I'm glad he up out of Cleveland. Cleveland can move on. Odell can move on. And uh, we're going Odell to the Chiefs or Chargers. Mm, interesting choices there. I got to I got to chime in on that one real quick. I agree with everything you said, Coach Face, except I do think I do slightly disagree on one point. Oh, Raiders. Raiders. My bad. I think he I think he may actually end up on the Raiders. But Raiders, yeah, Raiders would be dope. I do slightly disagree with you on one point. I do think that was a calculated move on Odell's part with his dad. I really do. It probably because, was. I mean, LeBron his he best friends with LeBron. Like, think about because, it. LeBron would do some stuff like that. Because Odell's dad. We've never heard anything from this man. So to me, it's not like he's like a LeVar Ball type dad and he's always talking trash and then you put up this video. Like, we've never heard anything from this man. Like, I didn't even know he was on social media. <laughs> I didn't either. I ain't gonna lie to you. I you know what I'm either. saying? So for him to put out a video like that, 
the quality of that. calculated move on yeah. Odell's part. And I like it. I, I, I'm not even trying to condemn him for it. I just think I like it. Because to your point, he, I think Odell knew because of, you know, with his reputation, rightfully so or not, if he just kind of starts going off and acting like a diva, that's not going to look good for him. So if he just stays quiet and then, you know, let the kind of things swirl around, that's better for him, but he can still get what he wants in the end, which is to not be on the Browns. So that's why I think it was a calculated move on Odell's part. Cause again, cause it's, oh. we, just, we never heard, we never heard from his dad before. You might be right. Cause it was on trade deadline. And it was, it was right around trade. That's what I'm saying. The timing of it. The time he's been he's been there the past two years, right? I mean, and there's plenty of Baker tape overthrowing Odell. Yeah. <laughs> I watched Bro, a 12 minute montage of yeah. like Baker overthrowing, just not throwing it to Odell. That's what I'm saying. So to me, I do, and, and again, I'm not condemning him for it. I like it because I think he was just like, because to your point, he was like, yo, trade me. And they're like, I ain't want to trade him. He's like, all right, I'll come and try to do my best, but this dude keeps overthrowing me. And I'm like, I got to get out of here. <laughs> so, you know, more power to him. I was really proud of Odell, like watching because he didn't even give off the body language that he was upset. Exactly. Right? If you continuously wide open and not getting the ball thrown to or getting the ball overthrown, you know, sometimes you, you slump or you kind of like, you know, make gestures and stuff like that. I did, you know, it was funny. It was almost a 12-minute montage, but none of, he didn't do any of that. He just kind of, he stood there, he went back to the, you know, and I got to give him his props. That is a true, to what you were, what you are talking about, that's a tremendous amount of growth on his part because New York Odell would not have acted that way. (laughs) Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Now he took, he took all of those, Bad passes. He put it in the file, and he was like, "All right, when you piss me off, I'm gonna <laughs> whole video together." He he learned well. Yes, he yes, learned well. exactly. Yes, he learned well. Yeah. Now, y'all think LeBron? Y'all think LeBron was like as soon as LeBron? I feel like LeBron had some. Well, he ain't had something to do with it, but I feel like as soon as LeBron was like free Odell, everybody was like, "Wait a minute now." Hmm. Exactly. Because I know they close, and you know. LeBron don't be saying too much about football. He might say something about the Cowboys. But when he say free Odell, like, get him up out of there, da 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 I'm like, ain't you a Browns fan? Like, woo mm-hmm. mm-hmm. What happened was <laughs> Brian saw his uh, Odell's dad's post, and then that's when he hit Odell. It's like, you want me to say something, bro, bro? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah, tweet something. That's what I'm saying. Everybody see Baker Mayfield overthrowing Odell. I mean, everybody sees it. I mean, yeah. Baker Baker is the only one that don't believe he trash, which is he has every right to believe. But we <laughs> have his wife. Yeah, we ain't worried about her. We not worried about his wife. She she ain't got no validity. So I mean, let's check the tape, man. That's all I'm gonna say. Let's check the tape. Yeah, hey. and then again, like to even talk about Baker a little bit more, like. I forgot on one of the shows I saw it. I thought it was a great point because it's like at a certain point, it's like, dude, these you can't have all these quarterbacks younger than you and better than you, <laughs> like surpassing you. I mean, because oh, Josh Allen is better than you. I mean, even you and Patrick Mahomes are the same age. Like he's better than <laughs> you. Lamar Jackson is better than you. Justin Herbert is better than you. Kyler Murray is better than you, and Yo, they're Burr, all young. Burr. 
that whole well baker's young he's trying to figure it out i'm like all them dudes is young and still figure it out and they're better than you like it's a problem you said mike white mike white the goat that's what i'm saying give mike white jump on that wagon that's what i'm saying give mike white two more games you already know he's in new york city they're gonna say he's better than you too so it's like Come on, bro. Like, you're the number one overall pick in the draft. Like, you at a certain point, it's like, bro, you got to do what you got to do. He is the only one that is eligible, has been eligible for a new contract that has not received it. The only one. Still on a rookie contract. Listen, whether whether we're talking about life, we're talking about, like, your job or sports, Whatever they t- like, respect is not what they tell you. It's what they pay you. Mm. Talk to them. When they said, "Oh, you know, we're going to hold off on, hold off on what? <laughs> hold off on my money? <laughs> I don't believe in me. Like I don't care. Like yeah, they can. The Browns can frame it how they want. They're like, oh yeah, you know, we like Baker. We're just going to hold off. Hold off. Nah, nah, bro. Nah, man. Don't tell me you. Oh, we love Baker. No, you don't. Then pay me. Well, now I ain't ready to pay you yet. All right, well, y'all don't like me then. It's that simple. Hey, think about this. He's worse than a washed-up Big Ben. That's sad. Joe, I forgot Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow's in there, too. Joe Burrow's better better. right now. Like, dude. Gosh, that hurts to hear, but it's true. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. You go down the line. Anybody that's, what, because he's 25. 25, 26, anybody that age and younger, like this list of quarterbacks and think about it, like they're better than him. Jared Goff. I mean, he's basically that. I don't know, the way Jared Goff was playing against the Rams. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Carson Wentz has been together. But we all knew Carson Wentz was better than Baker. Yeah. Even even in Carson Wentz's worst year, he's still better than Baker on his best year. Like, let's be I, I don't know about all that. I don't know about that. I'm, I'm taking I'm I was taking. there for Carson's worst year. Yeah. Listen, and guess what? I don't know. And guess oh. what? Carson didn't have Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. This, Ooh. That's very true. And Njoku. Yeah. And Jarvis Landry. And, and Odell. Exactly. Yeah. Like, come on, dude. Like, like Carson Derek Wentz had better than you. Derek Carson better than Wentz you. had us six. He was throwing us six. That's what he was throwing. <laughs> he, he had he had Alshon. Who? And Miles Sanders is really good. That's they me. Just don't use him. That's me. Okay. Next. Is, 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 Zach is he Earth? better than? Is he better That's, than Ryan uh, Tannehill at this point? No. Yeah, give me Ryan Tannehill. Wait. Yeah. Give me Ryan Tannehill right now before Baker Mayfield. Ryan, give me Deshaun Watson, Watson right now. Deshaun Watson. Listen, Deshaun Watson right now with the allegations. <laughs> you said I don't allegations. even know <laughs> if the man, like I said, I don't even know if the man can play. Like I don't even know. Like that he might be incarcerated, and I'll still take. Are you still starting, y'all? All right, cool right, right now. now. I would, I would take him right now, yeah. with the uncertainty and everything. I'll take him right now. Oh, I mean, this just goes to show that when you have solidified playmakers and a pretty good, a solid scheme 
around you, how it can hide the deficiencies of the quarterback, right? And, it, and if you look at just pure wins or losses, it doesn't tell the true story of the effectiveness of the quarterback, right? Because how many games have out of those wins that you can be like, yo, Baker won them that game. I could, I could maybe say one or two. I remember they, when they beat the Titans last year, uh, Baker Mayfield had a really good game that game. I, I will say that. That was yeah. last year. James, you sound like Skip. During that 11 game run without Odell, like, ain't um, nobody worried about all that. No, but here, to me, to but to me that's, that's the indictment on Baker. Because to me, the fact that you can show that he plays better without Odell, that's an indictment to me on Baker because great quarterbacks can multitask and get everybody involved. So the fact that you need less talent for you to do better, that's disturbing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That defense, those running backs, and the scheme have been the reason reason why they've made it that thus far. Absolutely. And yeah. In summary, we was saying free Odell. Now we uh, saying it backwards. O- OBJ free now. Oh, he free. <laughs> oh yeah, he free. He's free. He's free. All right. Um. You know what? We'll do this super quick. Quick. We'll just have Coach Natty T do this part. You wanted to. Did you want to say something about Aaron Rodgers? Oh, oh yeah. Well, well, real quick. So I'm exhausted talking about vaccinated and not vaccinated. So I'm not even gonna go into that because that's really isn't the issue. My issue with Aaron is, and what really got under my skin was his little interview with Pat uh, McAfee today. McAfee. If y'all, well, I'm not going to go into all the quotes, but if you watch the clip and he's basically what he said was, well, you know, I'm, you know, he's doing this holistic treatment and, you know, blah, 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 which is totally fine. And he's like, well, you know, I feel like, you know, I don't necessarily have to answer whether I'm vaccinated or not because it's a private issue. Blah, blah, blah. Aaron, you could have said that at the press conference. Don't mislead people. You could have just said that. I just don't understand why he's so worried about being criticized and being put in this group. Like, you're Aaron bleeping Rodgers. Like, you're scared of criticism now? So you can't answer a question now? That's my issue. Because it's not necessarily about him not being vaccinated. Because that's his, that's his choice. If he wants to do that, that's his choice. Because Captain Kirk's not vaccinated. Carson Wentz isn't vaccinated. Lamar Jackson isn't vaccinated. What's it like Cole Beasley isn't vaccinated? There's a bunch of players that aren't vaccinated, and they've just made it clear, like, you know what? I don't, I'm not comfortable with it, but hey, I'll do the protocols, I'll wear a mask, I'll do whatever. That's it, done, over with, cool. All right, we know you're not vaccinated, you just have to do this. Vaccinated folks have to do this. He's gonna say he's immunized and be like, well, you know, I was talking about my holistic treatment. Fool, you know what the man was asking you. And you knew what to think after you said that. that That's yeah. what I'm saying. Hey, That's did, what I'm saying. Did like, you not hear the Joe Rogan part? Last time did I, I checked. Joe Rogan part? Well, I didn't, I didn't see that. But Oh, uh, yeah. He said he was listening to his dear friend Joe Rogan about vaccines. But continue on. <laughs> I don't have the energy for that. Actually, I don't have the energy for that. But this is, this is my other issue, man. Because I, I don't, and especially with us men, I don't know what's going on 
what else, man? There's just like there's a really just punk disease going on around. Cause I just don't understand why you can't answer questions. You see how like Mike T answered the question, the ridiculous question about him going to USC and he puts it to bed. Aaron, you could have done the same thing. Really felt like it's not fair for someone to ask you what your vaccination status is to disclose it. That's fine. You could have answered it by saying, well, I don't feel comfortable disclosing it, but the Packers know what my status is and that's what matters. Next question. Well, Aaron, uh, what do you mean by that? I just answered it. Next question. You can't do that? Because I saw my check. You spoke fluent English and you're a grown man and you're Mr. Cal Berkeley. You want to host Jeopardy. So you're Mr. Smart guy in the room, right? You could have answered it that way and been very simple and moved on to the next thing. Mr. No. Strategic, right? Sitting out, waiting for the Packers to, you know, come groveling to you this whole time, right? And now, but like, but what ticks me off about the, the McAfee thing, he's trying to act like, well, you know, that's not what I meant. Like, no, you try to work one over on everybody and the game caught up to you. That's what happened. So now your butt's sitting at home in Southern California or wherever you're at, and you got to sit out for 10 days. That's what happened. So, again, it's not about you not being vaccinated. That's not the issue. It's you trying to act like you're smarter than everybody else when you're really not. That's why COVID was like, hey, Aaron, I'm going to enter your bloodstream right now. <laughs> and which yeah, is now so you're sitting at home. Now, now, now look who's laughing. And the thing is, like, hopefully – He's okay because obviously he's not vaccinated. Da, da, da. But they just had a big win at Arizona. Now with him not playing for potentially two weeks, that could potentially derail their season because you were pretty much in contention for that number one seed. That's a big deal. That changes like your position now because like God forbid if they lose these next two games, like now you're maybe the, the fifth seed or the fourth seed, and then you got to play the Rams in the first round, or you got to play Tampa Bay in the first round, or you got to play Dallas in the first round. And that three-game, this little skid that they could potentially go on may have been the reason that dropped them in the rankings. Mm-hmm. Instead of being the number one seed and getting a bye and then having a more favorable matchup. You don't know how these things work. He was always so, just thinking about himself. So you want to think about yourself. Okay, okay. And what I what would you put in our group chat is this reminds you of another grown man who plays basketball. I'm not. I am not going there. I'm not going there. I'm not doing it. I'm not going there. I'm not doing it. And it might change around. I'm not doing it because again, it's just. About, it's not. It's it's not about wanting being vaccinated or not being vaccinated. It's just about communication. Mm-hmm. And I just don't understand why it's so hard to just. Say what you need to say, be assertive, and stand behind it. That's it. All this back and forth, and well, I didn't say that, and then well, I didn't say this, and then well, you guys are trying to. No, they ask you a question. You can either answer it or you don't have to answer it and leave it at that. Don't do all this back and forth and then wishy wash and then contradicting yourself and all this other nonsense. Like, answer the question. Are you vaccinated? Yes or no? I don't feel comfortable answering that because it's none of your damn business. Okay. Just leave it at that. But I don't know. That's so difficult to do now. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't get it. I don't get it. Coach Nabi T's been on fire today. It's been seven weeks of frustration. He's, he's been in a real, he's in a real nasty mood today. I am. 
I've been watching with a close eye because I'm up, you know, I'm up on my graveyard shift for my son. So, you know, I'm replaying the games and watching everything. So I'm just like, what the, what is this fool? So I'm looking at my son like, you know what? I'm going to raise you better. That's what I'm going to do. That's going to be my <laughs> Yo, I have no remorse for the Packers whatsoever. So I just don't care. They could have got rid of this problem a long time ago. Yeah, I'm just so. like, what's all this, all this deceit for what? Like for what? Now you're the one sidelined for 10 days now. Can't play for 10 days. Like, how is that helping you, for one? How is that helping everybody else? Everybody else's fantasy lineups. Yeah. Yeah, think about us. (laughs) (laughs) You sitting out is not helping yourself or anybody. Like, so just. It's not helping me. I have Mike White, man. Mike White. Mike White, man. Hey, he was about to go crazy, but I'd rather have Aaron Rodgers. I'm not going to lie to you. Like, I mean, come on, man. Like, Whatever. But that's my little rant. That's, that's it. Nah, that's, that's good stuff. We're going to jump into uh Man, a lot of people tripping this week, man. Uh, we can't we take cover every, everyone. We didn't even get on Scott Clifford. We're going to save him for a Man, listen, man. Let, let's <laughs> leave that fool. <laughs> that's crazy, man. I'm getting sick of tired. Hey James, we ain't even touched on Russell Westbrook last night either. Oh, oh yeah, that's true. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We're okay. Coach Pace, do you have a thought about just just brief a brief thought about that one? <laughs> on Russ? Yeah. He stinks. What are we talking about here? He stinks. <laughs> he's putrid. He's a terrible. Te- he's a freak athlete and just a just. Demaris, what is the term you used again? Could you please replay it? Just for last week. He said, what? <laughs> what? You talking about what I said? He's just an athlete? No, no, no. He's a bull where? Hold on. What is it? Oh, a bull in a china shop. Bull in a china shop. Oh, yes. That's exactly. Yes, yes. He's a bull <laughs> in a china shop. He, he I mean, Russ is going to do Russ things. He's going to, like, the three, I mean, Melo hit two back-to-back threes, and you just decide to pull up from 28. You know, Honestly, I expect terrible things from Russ at this point. I don't know what the, he's just not a player you can win with. Period. Mm-hmm. That's it. You can't win with him. LeBron ain't gonna do it either. So we go. We going to continue this conversation on another show because I, I know that there's some other thoughts about this. Uh, I I think this deserves its own segment on that show. Maybe we can slide this into next week's agenda because this is gonna be an ongoing thing. Ongoing thing with the Lakers. Okay, uh, we're gonna jump. <laughs> We're going to jump into our fast five. We're going to do real quick, uh, pick a winner and the score. You know, we talked about Odell leaving the Browns, but the Browns, Baker Mayfield going up against Joe Burrow in Cincinnati. Do the Odellas Browns beat the Bengals this weekend? And we'll start with Coach Jay. Yeah, so these are – these are the little brothers becoming the big brothers of the uh, AFC North. But uh, the Browns, I don't think they're going to win this one. This is going to the Bengals. I'm going to give a score of 27-17. Coach Bates? Give me a ISO Joe uh, or Broadway Joe, whatever you want to call it. I got the team with Joe Burrow. Um, and we're going to go, gonna go 31-20. Okay. Coach K? Um, I don't have an exact score in my head. I just know that the Bengals is going to is going to win by two touch, at least two touchdowns, and 
at least somewhere between 10 to 14 points is going to be interesting. Okay. Coach Merck? I got Bengals 34-24. Coach Matty T? Bengals 31-17. Dang, no one on the Browns? All right, I guess I'm going to have to be the one. <laughs> that makes it 6-0 and because the Bengals are going to go ahead and lose, not because of Baker Mayfield on the other end, but because they got embarrassed by the Jets last weekend. Mm. Yeah, they got to get back on track. This they got to get back, and they're going to take it out on the Browns. So I, I have the Bengals winning 30 to 21. Uh, I think it'll be a fairly, you know, co- you know, competitive game and, and close game. So that's what I got there. All right. Hmm. Moving from the AFC North to the NFC West, we have the Cardinals at the 49ers. Uh, so Coach Murphy, who you have in this one? I'm going with the Cardinals. 35. 23. Okay. Coach Natty T. Yeah, I'm going Cardinals to go 34-20. I did hoping Kyler Murray isn't affected because I know he was limping after the game. So as long as he's good, I mean, I think 34-20. Cardinals. Coach Pace? Um, I got the Cardis. Um, 38-24. I just need Devo Samuel to go crazy like he's been doing. <laughs> You've been getting us some points, man. Yeah. Been eating. All right, Coach K. Cardinals, 31-17. All right, and Coach J. Mm, I'm sorry. I'm actually going to go with the Niners. I, I'm a little concerned with what's going on with Kyler. And actually, uh, with, with Nuke Hops, he's kind of limping around. I don't know if either one of them are going to play. And uh, that's messing up my fantasy real bad. So I, <laughs> I'm thinking it's probably going to be uh, a game where they sit them out. They mentioned something about looking at the long term, what's good in the long term. And I don't think they're going to rush Murray back. So this is one chance the Niners get this win. I think it'll be a low but tough game, probably like, I don't know, 17, 14, something really ugly. In our if, church, Kyler, if Kyler don't play, yeah, for for I, for sure. That's yeah, and that's AJ. All. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. AJ is uh, COVID as well, so this offense is kind of getting me, me messed up a little bit. Yeah, I ain't gonna lie. I thought you was gonna say he was still looking for the ball, but continue. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, oh, I'm like, turn around. Just turn, turn around. around. Just turn around. Oh my goodness. <laughs> oh my gosh. Mm. Oh my god. Okay, so. I'm going to anticipate that Murray doesn't play. So that's what went into my score um, of the 49ers. Because the the 49ers just don't look like a really good football team, though. But uh, with the Cardinals being hampered, I'm sorry, Coach Jay, this is going to be a rough week for you. Because you got Kyler Murray, D-Hop, and uh, Devontae Adams. So two of you. All on my bench. It's going because Devontae Adams, I don't think it's going to do too much. Uh, we'll see. So, with no Aaron Rodgers, all right. So I'm gonna go 49ers. Uh, if if Murray doesn't play, uh, I don't think he will. So I'm gonna go 49ers uh, 27 and the Cardinals 17. All right. So speaking of this whole uh, Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams, still still a pretty good game here. We have the Kansas City Chiefs. 
at the Green Bay Packers. Uh, so, Coach Natty T, who do you have in this one? Man, y'all can kick me out of the group. Uh oh. <laughs> oh no. I just say I just figured what the heck, man. I'll I'll pick the Packers. 24-21. Wow. wow. I'm, gonna go, I'm just gonna do it. I don't have it nothing to lose. Love. Coach <laughs> Murph, book it now. <laughs> Coach Murph, book it on the parlay. Book it on the parlay. Right. Hell nah. I mean, I just, I just figured, what that? Why not, right? Like, why not? Just go ahead, just go ahead and pick them. Why not? Why not? Right. Jordan Love is such an unknown that it's like I really don't know what to expect from. Him, There's so. no tape. There's no tape, bro. Like, what the heck? I'll pick them. What the heck? <laughs> Coach Murph, who do you have in this one? <laughs> the Chiefs, thirty-five. 14. Coach K. Chiefs are going to lose. Oh, another Green Bay Packer upset. Okay. Okay. I'm going to say 21-17. Okay. So, fairly low scoring. Okay. All right. Coach J. So the, the Packers, they won their last game without a star. They're not going to win this next game without a star, though. This isn't going to happen. It's the Chiefs. They're winning this one probably 28-14. Coach Pace. I'm going to let you know now. I'm going to let all y'all know. Be back here next week if Patrick Mahomes lose because he's going to be on a fire and hot seat. So... <laughs> I'm, put, I'm putting all my eggs in the basket on my homeboy. If he don't pull this one out, Lord, Lord let's pray for him next week. Third degree burns. Hey, listen, y'all thought Henry Ruggs was in trouble? <laughs> I'm going to go my homeboy, 31-18. All right, I – I know there's no tape on Jordan Love. He could be better than what we all think. I just look at the Packers didn't seem to feel that confident about it. So when the whole Aaron Rodgers day came out. So I just I just look at it like he's not good enough yet to be having a primetime matchup against a team that's been to the Super Bowl the last two years. Even though their defense is struggling, those – it's, it's one thing to struggle as a defense against a quarterback who's a veteran that can kind of anticipate and know what the defense is doing and therefore be able to pick the holes in the defense. Is Jordan Love going to be able to take advantage of a porous defense, right? Is he going to be able to see where the opportunities are quick enough to be able to take advantage of them? I don't think so. Because of that, I have the Chiefs 34 and the Packers 17. All right, we're going to switch over to basketball. So this is our first basketball Fast Five. The Lakers at the Blazers. So we have Coach K go ahead and start us off on this one. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know, man. Like, the Blazers have some, some stupid losses. Lakers 101, Trailblazers 91. Okay, 
Coach Pace. You know what? Brian not playing for the next week. I'm liking Dame time. I'm liking Dame time with a nice little upset. And you know what else? When it comes to crunch time, I know Russell Westbrook is going to blow it. So Dame time it is. I don't know what the score is going to be, but that dog that I'm betting on Dame time. All right, that's fair. That's fair, Coach Jay. Yeah, I'm in the same boat. That's funny. I'm going to go with the Blazers on the win on this one. Uh, probably maybe, I don't know, over the hundreds, yeah, maybe 107, 108. Uh, Lakers might be in the mid-90s. Actually, I, I need to change something. <laughs> I, forgot, I forgot LeBron was going to be out. Um, so I want to uh, do uh, Lakers uh, 101. Um, and I'll give the Trailblazers 95. So a closer game, but still an L for the Blazers. Okay. Yeah, the second L. All right, Coach Natty Yeah, Blazers uh, 125, Lakers 118. Okay, Coach Murray. Lakers. Lakers can score. They can't defend nobody. That's a high score. Okay, okay. Well, they've been, they've been scoring over a, well over 100 each game. They just can't defend anybody. Gotcha. I got Lakers uh, 112, Blazers 106. <laughs> Y'all forgot about that boy AD. I keep talking about Russ. AD's going to have a big game. He's going to get hurt. He, he better. About that time of the year. He needs about to play center. He needs to play center and quit playing because that, that whole uh, DeAndre Jordan waste of space. I don't even know, like what. Why is he in the lineup, bro? I mean, he doesn't look good in the lineup. What'd you say, Coach Craig? I say alley oops. That's all he's in there for. A couple no. alley oops. He can't even jump no more. <laughs> <laughs> like, take him out, man. Like, what are y'all doing? All right, all right. I have the play. I have the Blazers in this one, uh, 117, Lakers 114. I think Dame hits a couple shots at the end of the game to, to put it away. All right, college football, number 12, Auburn, at number 13, Texas A&M. This is a pretty exciting one. I'm anxious to watch this game. Uh, Coach Murph, who do you have in this one? I got Auburn 28. Texas A&M, 24. I think it'll be a fairly close game. Yeah. yeah definitely. Coach Jay? I'm going to go Texas A&M, actually. Mm. Uh, I think they're going to win at home. I say 34-31. Another close one. Coach Pace? That's crazy because we had the same spread. And then I got <laughs> A&M winning. A&M okay. winning 30, 35 32 Coach Natty T. Yeah, I got AM. I got it like 51 to like 45. Since the SEC is turning into the Big 12 now, I don't play no defense. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair too, Coach K. Auburn 35-20. Struggle with this one. I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to join you, Coach K, with Auburn. Uh, 33 to 30. So I think it's going to be a close game as well. 
I think Auburn is going to pull it out um, with a um, a late field goal to win it. Mm. Yes. All right. Well, that's it for us. Man, it's nice having all y'all on here. Man, we've been trying to get everybody on at the same time. We haven't been able to do it. So uh, for, for Coach Wake Up and Coach Boogie out here listening, you know, we need y'all on the show too. You know? So uh, we have some more coaches that will be joining the coaching staff and making their returns here soon. So uh, looking forward to that. Well, thank you all for stepping into the coaches box. On behalf of Coach K, Coach J, Coach Pace, Coach Natty T, and Coach Murph, I'm your host, Coach JP3. Talk to y'all next week. Stay blessed. Stay safe, y'all. Peace.